Guess what, friends? We have big fun, fun news. You know Crank and Boom has been a Lexington favorite for over a decade now. Well, now Crank and Boom has been enshrined on a Monopoly board. Yes, I'm talking about the real-life Monopoly board game you played as a kid with Community Chess, Park Place, and Kentucky Avenue. They have just come out with the Lexington edition of Monopoly, and Crank and Boom is on the board. So you can go buy Crank and Boom as a property on the latest Monopoly board featuring all sorts of Lexington attractions. Grab your own board game at crankandboom.com before supplies run out, crankandboom.com. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Crank and Boom podcast. I am your host, Tao Green. Isn't it great when you're growing in business and you're able to dream a little bit about how you can expand or where you can take your product or service to the next level or maybe even start a brand new concept? But what if you've taken the leap towards that expansion and it just doesn't pan out? What happens then? It is so hard to look at the numbers and see the reality of something you've tried and when it just isn't quite working. It's tempting to hang on and see if something will change or wait for some circumstance that might turn the tide. But when you've exhausted all your resources to make this offshoot of your business a true success, it's time to start doing what's best for your core business. And sometimes that means letting that dream go. Today, we're going to talk about what it's like to pull back from a facet of your business and what it's like to close a business and how you can come away not feeling defeated, but stronger, knowing that you are doing the best for yourself and your business in the long run. We're specifically going to talk today about our little soft serve business, Bobby Cones, something that is near and dear to my heart, a business that we started working on four years ago, but we are closing this month. I'll tell you more about the thought process and also lessons that I've learned along the way. We all face tough things and tough times in business, but we don't have to let those things defeat us or define us. Entrepreneurship is a marathon, and if you learn to shift your mindset, you will see that change is a good thing, and the process, even though painful sometimes, can result in bigger success down the road. So let's get into it. So no matter what size your business, we are making decisions all the time about what is working, what is not working. Do I use blue pens? Do I use black pens? Do I serve Coke? Do I serve Pepsi? Do I get the expensive napkins? Do I get the cheap napkins? We're always making decisions all the time about where we spend our time, our energy, and our money. And for us, as our business has grown, we find that the bigger our business, the bigger the decisions have to be. As we've been able to grow, we've been able to make decisions that are more efficient, we're able to analyze and say, well, we can do X, Y, and Z, but it's really not going to yield as much as if we do A, B, and C. And we're able to analyze and say, what are the best uses of our resources, our time, our money, our energy? And what are the things that are going to bring us joy? What are the things that we're excited about? We always are experimenting with new products and new ideas all the time. And one of those ideas that we started thinking about probably four or five years ago was a soft serve concept. We love the soft serve that they serve at Rupp Arena, which is our main basketball arena that 
we go and watch UK basketball. And I've grown up going to Rupp Arena and I've grown up eating the soft serve there. If you check out a lot of the game day ESPN broadcasts, they will talk about this ice cream. So I've always had this deep love for soft serve, which is different than the hard scoop ice cream that we serve with at Crank and Boom. I just thought it would be so fun to have a concept that was very whimsical, that had a penguin as a mascot that would be very kid-friendly and family-friendly. I also loved these taiyaki cones that they have in Korea. They have little waffle cones that are in the shape of a fish. There's no actual fish in it, but it's in the shape of a fish. When Mike and I would go to the Asian market to pick up bean sprouts every week for our restaurant. Our treat for going all the way across town to get these bean sprouts was to get this fish ice cream. So there's different elements of our past that really culminated into this concept that we decided to call Bobby Cones, named after our kids, Bodhi and Bindi. And we came up with this cute little logo And I was just so excited for the concept and for bringing soft serve because I love soft serve and all the different possibilities that came with it. We had some delays because our construction crew was struggling with staffing and with COVID and just the timing of it. We probably opened probably six months after we had intended to. So here we were opening in November, already starting a little bit behind just from our start date. And the response was great and I was excited about it. I think what happened over time, there were other competitors that opened up. At the time we thought doing a like sole soft serve concept was a little bit new, but then there were customer places that came out and then other places that were also doing soft serve. And they were within a mile or two radius of where we were. And so, you know, stuff like that you can't control where other people are opening and what competitors might pop up. And I think we were not putting the time in to differentiate how ours was different than a lot of other soft serve places. We analyzed how the business was doing after almost two years and saying, well, we're going to see how the summer goes and if the sales pick up, then maybe it's something that will keep around. But if they kind of stay the same or don't pick up, then we'll probably close the business. I just knew in my heart that it was just time to let it go. And that's what we decided to do almost two years after we opened. One of the lessons I've learned as an entrepreneur is celebrating. Taking time to intentionally honor your achievements and share them with others is a big part of what makes the whole journey worth it. And one of my favorite ways to do it is with food, of course. Goldbelly is our partner in how we deliver our ice cream to customers all over the U.S. so they can make their special moments even more special wherever they are. And whatever milestone you're celebrating with your friends and family, Goldbelly has just the thing. Whether you need Guy Fieri's trash can dessert nachos for dad's birthday or Martha Stewart's famous banana pudding for your sister's baby shower, Goldbelly can ship it right to your door and make your event even more special. So if you haven't taken advantage of Goldbelly's amazing offerings, now's the time. Run over to their website at goldbelly.com and make your celebration unforgettable.
If you've been here for a while, you know that I incorporate community in everything I do. It fuels every decision I make about my life and my company. Our beloved sponsors, Holly Hill & Co., also share the same love for community. In fact, their love of community is why they work so hard to highlight local produce in all nine of their Central Kentucky restaurants, like Zim's in downtown Lexington, Honeywood at the Summit, and the historic Holly Hill Inn in Midway. So you can experience what it means to connect the farmer and the food to your family's table. And now they've expanded their offerings to the community by opening a new cooking studio and retail store. You can take cooking classes with the very famous James Beard nominated chef Weta Michael herself and learn about how to make the most out of your farmer's market hall or how to craft the perfect bourbon menu. And while you're there, shop the handcrafted goods and thoughtfully curated gift sets for your friends and family. Learn more about their new cooking studio and retail store in downtown Versailles, Kentucky by visiting hollyhillandco.com. Again, that's hollyhillandco.com. And let them know Tal from the Crank and Boom podcast sent you. Once we had really made a decision between Mike and I, we decided that we really needed to have a communication plan. It was really important to me to just tell the people that needed to know first, which were our team members. There's always a risk if you are telling somebody who's on your team that the business is going to close, that they might decide to just not come back the next day. And I had accepted that was a possibility, but it was more important to me to make sure that we were upfront and honest and open and transparent with the people that were most important to us. After that, I posted on social media with a very simple, quick explanation. And then this also gave us an opportunity to launch something that I had been thinking about, which is our Substack, which is a subscription newsletter. And I thought it was a great opportunity to kind of pour out my thoughts in the moment of when this is happening. So when you're having to announce that something in your business is changing or that you're closing a business, it can be really unnerving because so many people said, oh my gosh, that's my favorite place. This makes me so sad. And I was I was humbled. And there are some people who always like to share opinions and some of it is not as helpful as others. And... I've learned through the years that you just can't pay attention to those people. In the big scheme of things, their opinion doesn't really matter. It'll feel very massive while you're in it. Then once you've gotten to the other side and you've seen that either letting go or closing a business is going to be better for your life or your family or your business overall, then you'll know that you made the right decision. So... Tao's takeaways from this very important episode about closing your business or letting go of some facet of your business. Number one, nothing is wasted. It is not wasted because it will teach you lessons, it will help you grow, and it will help guide you to the next stages of your life and prepare you for what amazing things are to come ahead. I would say one of the biggest lessons I learned was to appreciate how much work had gone into Crank and Boom to build it to be the brand that it was. Number two, your success or your failures are not tied to your self-worth. Let's admit it, 
We are all emotionally very tied to something that we start and we build and we work in, especially if it has our name on it. But I challenge you to find a way to separate your business from your own self-worth. Just because something in your business does not work out doesn't mean that something is wrong with you. Maybe there's some things that you can change and grow from and learn from, but you are a worthy human being on this earth that was meant for amazing things. So don't let those things define you and don't let those things shift how you feel about yourself. Number three, everything needs to have a purpose that serves you, your goals, your family, and the life that you want to live. If you are doing something in your business or spending time on something, it better have a purpose. And maybe it's not a financial one. Maybe it's just something you enjoy doing that has no financial purpose. But make sure that the things you do, that you spend your time, your money, your energy on, make sure those things have a purpose and that they are serving you. I also feel like one thing that I really took away and that I feel really proud of is that we continue to always try things. Just because this didn't work out, I'm still going to keep trying things. If anything, it fuels me to try new things because our world is always changing. I'm always changing. We have to evolve as leaders and we have to evolve as people. We have to evolve as a business or we will just be stagnant. You have to continually grow and change and be open to trying new things. so much for listening to the Crank and Boom podcast. If you want business advice and tactics like this every week, click that follow button wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode with us. Also, if you like what you heard today, it would mean oh so very much to me if you would leave us a review that helps other people find us. Leave a note on what topics you want me to cover more of because we would love to hear from you. I can't wait to meet you here again very soon. Until next time, peace! This is a production of Four Eyes Media.